tours with horses. You may have seen videos of dogs or cats pushing buttons that speak out loud in English. My name is Carmen and that's what I'm doing only with my horse. I've been surprised and excited and delighted by what Lyra has said so far and it makes me look forward to the future. Who knows what can happen when we give a voice to our horses. Welcome back to another episode of Words with Horses. I'm calling this one Words of Declination, and uh, the meaning will become clear as we go along. I have some progress on teaching Lyra kind of the body language, yes, no, or at least the body language that humans can easily pick up on, and uh, some of her button presses lately, nothing earth-shattering necessarily but I definitely have a couple to mention. And just the various goings on and plans around here. So to start with, I have been teaching, as I said, the yes nod, which Lyra's picked up on quite well, and maybe too well, in fact, because now the head nod is the, you know, the latest behavior she learned. And so she's offering it constantly in all kinds of contexts. So, um, with every new behavior one teaches, it's important to teach its opposite. And thus, I have been working on teaching a no head shake. Now, first I was doing kind of a more classic head turning back and forth by having her follow a target. And the progress with that was just really slow, and it wasn't a very fluid movement at all. And she was very target dependent for, for doing that. And I've been, to do it, I've been offering her things that she doesn't necessarily want, like a snowball and a cucumber. So I've been using those two things. So at least I have more than one thing so she doesn't get it tied to a specific object as easily. So there are ways that I have heard of people getting horses to shake their heads by sticking something in their ear or tickling their ear. And I wasn't too keen on that because I don't want it to be an aversive. I don't want to make her head shy. I don't want to ruin our existing cue for her giving me her ear to inspect or uh, any such thing. So I didn't really want to mess with that, except that she actually started kind of asking me to scratch inside of her ear lately on purpose with like some leaning into it and lip quivers. And then when I was done scratching her ear, she would do the head shake. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't actually aversive to be touching inside of her ear a little bit. And so I started doing that and it, it worked very well. It just took a couple of repetitions. And now all I have to do is kind of reach my hand up toward her ear and I'd hardly even have to touch her ear and she would start doing a head shake. And so I was able to reinforce that and get that very repeatable. And then, so I went back and tried again, offering her snow and cucumbers and then uh, giving her the cue to shake her head. And I say, no, no, you don't like cucumber, which she really does not like cucumber. It's supposed to be a healthy treat for horses, but you know, broccoli is a healthy treat for humans and not all humans like broccoli either. So she is not a fan of cucumber, but I usually have cucumber around. So it makes a great uh, offer that she is inclined to refuse. 
And it, she, however, because she got reinforced for yes so recently and started to really fall in love with that behavior, she would sometimes nod her head yes when I would offer her cucumber. So it's like, oh, yes, you do want cucumber? And so I would just pretend that she had said yes, and I would offer it again. And then I would say, no, you don't like cucumber. And I would give her the, the ear touch cue to shake her head. And I'd say, no, no, you don't want cucumber. And then I would click while she was shaking her head and give her some alfalfa pellets and give her treats. So I would click and reward when she uses the head shake or something that I know she does not want. She does not want to eat snow and she does not want to eat cucumber. So that's how I've been practicing that. And I think she's slowly picking up on it. Um, at the very least, head shake for no is becoming yet another familiar behavior that she can be inclined to offer sometimes. And uh, I did have one instance on video where I offered her the cucumber and she shook her head no without requiring the prompt of me touching her ear. So I consider that progress. Does that mean she is attaching meaning to it in the way I'm hoping she will? I don't know that she's there yet. I think I might have to generalize it to more yes, no scenarios. I feel like I've been generalizing yes really well, like asking her, oh, do you want a hug? and then invite her to say yes, and then she nods yes, and then we do the hug. So I have a lot of various, you know, do you want some hay? All kinds of things that I can offer her for her to say yes. So now I need to look for more opportunities to offer her something where she would say no, which I don't do very often just because I am rather aware of what she likes and doesn't like. So I don't typically offer her a lot that she would decline but I want to work enough of it in so that she gains meaning and hopefully it extrapolates some kind of meaning. And then if I'm asking her a genuine question that I don't know the answer to, do you want to play ball or do you want to go for a walk? You know, well, giving her some equal options and allowing her to choose. Um, and then maybe she would have that the yes no with meaning so that's the goal and i'm continuing to work on it but i at least have the, the i've at least gone through the motions the motions are down and she seems pretty good at them i'm pretty happy to offer them and yes if nothing else it's very cute and i can show people how how cute she is which is not a bad thing entirely but i definitely am not done uh, because I still want to work on the meaning, for sure. Speaking of meaning, um, she has a blanket button that she hasn't pressed, but, oh yay, uh, looks like we're going to get down to single digits Fahrenheit later this week, overnight, so maybe Tuesday night I'll be throwing a blanket on her, that'll give us another opportunity to model the button, and maybe... Um, maybe I'll leave it on for a day. I mean, it's not going to be that warm or that uncomfortable and give her the opportunity to say blanket all done or I'll say blanket all done and then, and then remove it and then, uh, maybe help, uh, at least give some more modeling opportunities for the word blanket. Now she 
hasn't requested it. She hasn't pushed that button herself before. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and also I can model the blanket scritches again. So that's a, a nice opportunity to model blanket. The buttons she has pressed lately, she did request water again. Um, she does that sometimes in the morning. I'm sorry, I am only hauling two buckets of warm water out from the house. It's a good, uh, I don't know, it's over 400, somewhere between 400 and 500 feet uh, to walk with the buckets of warm water. So I, I'm just not going to make another trip. She gets two buckets of warm water in the morning and two buckets of warm water in the evening. And then she always has fresh water that I keep the ice out of for the most part um, at all times. And she does still drink her regular temperature water. I know because I've seen when I've come back to refill it or to spend time with her, she's broken the ice in the top of the bucket. So I know she's still drinking. She's not exclusively waiting for the warm water, which was one worry that I had. But I think I don't have to worry about that. But I'm sorry, you're only getting four warm buckets of water a day. And to be honest, if she didn't have that water button and didn't ask for it that one time, there would be times when I wouldn't even give her that because it's like, well, it's not really even quite frozen. So I'm not going to bring you warm water. I'll just get you some nice fresh well water. But now that I know that she definitely has a preference for her morning and evening tea, well, I guess I'll bring that to her because I'm going out there anyway. So that's all right. Um, let's see, what else? She still presses play on occasion, and we spend some time with that. I am trying to do some sidestepping, so play has been our game where I lift up my left leg, she lifts up her left leg, I lift my right, she lifts her right, so she mirrors me. And now we're adding in some steps, where I step across one leg in front of the other to my left, and she does the same, and then step back, and then she steps away from me the same way. So she's been, we've been trying to mirror some side steps, which is kind of cute and fun. And she likes that game also. The other thing that I've been doing and working on is labeling her buttons. I had kind of a little plan maybe of trying to find someone locally with a, a Cricut, is that what it is, machine, the die cut machines, to make me some really super nice buttons. But then I decided that, well, I have some 20-year-old label paper. I have a printer that functions. I'm just going to print her some buttons. And they won't last as long, and they won't be as pretty or stick as well. But I, I'm fairly content with that, and I don't have to spend any money or figure out how to get that accomplished. So I have started labeling her buttons. I'll probably make an Instagram little short uh, video vignette for later in the week if I can get out there at some point where there's daylight over the coming week. Then I can make a little video that actually shows labels on the buttons. Yay! Um, I was almost occasionally swapping a couple in my head. Uh, walk and water are both blue and both next to each other and I have reversed those by accident on occasion. Um, Lyra, I don't think ever has really confused buttons. She's mispressed the one on top or on bottom of the one she actually wanted, but I 
I can't think of any specific case in which she confused buttons. Um, so like she's done a typo, but that doesn't mean she didn't know what she was aiming for. Um, so that is that. Uh, that's pretty much all of her button presses. Just haven't had a lot of opportunity with a lot of daylight with any kind of decent weather. Uh, the weather really does have me kind of down. I feel like winter is about two months longer than I would prefer. Uh, I know I would probably live in a world where I could have like two weeks of each season and rotate through them. That would kind of be ideal. Uh, that just does not work with the state of our planet and the sun and the tilt and all of that good stuff. So I get what I get. And I can't throw a fit, but it does make it challenging to to do much. And to some extent, I've been really glad to have the yes-no project to work on with Lara because the footing has been treacherous, just icy, um, icy and snowy. The snow is so hard now that I can walk on top of it, even though it's like a foot deep. I feel like some kind of winter messiah walking around on top of the snow. Um, poor Lyra, on the other hand, cannot walk on top of the snow and her feet just crunch down into it and then it scrapes her legs as she pulls them back up. So she is not a fan of breaking any new ground at this point in time. She does have several worn down areas and paths, so she has plenty of space to move around, but she's just not roaming the full court as it will, as it were. So, poor girl, uh, poor us, we're just in the winter doldrums, and I have been able to spend some time working on my YouTube scripts. So, as I mentioned, I'm going to work on a YouTube channel that'll be more of a how-to and uh, be a, a good format for that, and I'm afraid I might have to back burner the podcast a little bit to give me more time to focus on some of the other projects I hope to spin up, like the YouTube project. Um, so I have written my first two scripts out. I at least want them scaffolded pretty well and to know that I have enough content to fill about a 10 minute video, but uh, it, it's a good amount of work, more than I really expected. So I need to be able to don to devote more time to that. And another piece is I'm really trying to look for some more in-person horse connections in my horse world around here. So I went to an orientation the other day at a local horse rescue to see if I might volunteer some time every now and then. I know I don't have a ton of it, but to be with re real other real horse people in my community Sounds like a good thing for my mental health and a good thing to help some horses who could use a little boost to their living, living conditions every now and then as a rescue sanctuary. It, it's, it's tough, as you might imagine, and I'd like to help make a bit of a difference there and maybe help them with some of their digital content stuff because I have some knowledge and ability there these days. So that is the long and the short of the entirety of Words with Horses at this time. And if you want to reach out and 
complain or beg for more episodes, I will take that into consideration. So far, this has been very much of a yelling into the void kind of project, which is fine. Um, but I'm hoping to work on some other things that have a bit more interaction here and there. And I think I would gain some benefit from that. And maybe some other people as well. I like to have things available in different formats. Some people like podcasts. Some people like short, short videos. Some people like the full in-depth video experience. So that's what I hope to bring out on YouTube. That's all for now. You can email me at wordswithhorses, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Take care. Thank you.